Amen. Thank you for giving faithfully unto the Lord Church. Uh, listen, I, I'm excited to uh, be with you this morning digitally, and uh, and this is the last Sunday before we start a new year. Christmas is over. I don't know about you guys, and we're preparing to take down our tree and all the decorations, all that stuff happens right as we get ready to enter the new year. Um, and, and maybe you're doing the same. The other thing that I do this time of year is it's a time for me to sit down and think about um, what I would like to change as, as I prepare to enter a new year, right? And so for me, this time of year is always a great time of self-assessment. And, and, and really, um, when we talk about change spiritually, uh, what, what we're talking about is a word called transformation. And so this morning, I, I just kind of want to begin with this, this truth that all spiritual transformation can only come through Jesus Christ. And so this morning, what, what I want to do is I want to help you think about um, how your relationship with him is. Are, are you spending time with him? Um, are, you, are you hearing from him? Are you talking to him? Are you walking with him? Are, are you doing what he's told you to do? Those things are so crucial to our walk with Christ. And if we want to see change in our lives, it's really important that we think about um, those things. And so uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to pray for our time and uh, in God's word. And, and uh, this is going to be a little different this morning. I've, I've got 10 questions for you. Uh, I'm going to put up the digital sermon notes here in a second. I'll do that full screen in just a moment. But I want you to know when you click on them, there's no blinks to fill in this morning. And in fact, instead, what the sermon notes are is, is, is a guide. I've designed them as a tool for you. Uh, all the blanks are filled in. There's tons of scripture that I'm going to fly through, but it's all there. And my hope is that after this little short time we're together, I go over these 10 questions, that you'll actually take this and you'll review it over and over again between now and the new year. And you'll really spend time thinking about your relationship with Jesus. Listen, if you want your life to change, it all comes back to your relationship with Christ, okay? Pray with me this morning. Um, Father God, we love you. We thank you so much for uh, everything that you bestowed on us. Lord, um, specifically, I want to thank you this morning for Jesus, uh, who has come and been born, but who lived the perfect life and couldn't, died in our place, ascended into heaven, and he sent us another one, a counselor, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want to invite you to come and take your proper place in our lives. You are our teacher. You are our guide. We pray that you would exalt Jesus in our midst this morning, that we might see him more clearly than anything else this world has to offer. Offer. King Jesus, be glorified now in all that we discuss. In Jesus' name we pray, and God's people said, amen, amen. Uh, well, guys, 10 questions for you this morning. I'm going to fly through them uh, because, again, this is a tool for you. I don't want to take up too much time. I want you to go back and watch us again and again and think through these thoughts. I want you to go over these sermon notes and, and actually answer these questions. This is meant to be a self-assessment tool for how you and, and Jesus are doing because that is where true transformation happens. True transformation only comes through Christ. And so here's 10 things I want you to think about. Question number one, I want you to ask yourself. Here it is on the screen. Are you hearing from Jesus daily by reading his word? Let me say that again. Are you hearing from Jesus daily by reading his word? Uh, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus says that man can't live on bread alone, but, but that literally we exist by, by every word from the mouth of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scriptures God breathed, it all comes out of his mouth. And, and so this is what we have in the Bible is we have the actual word of God. And, and listen, um, one of the keys to transformation 
is that we are hearing from the transformer. That's Jesus. And the way that we hear from Jesus primarily, don't be confused, primarily, the primary way we hear from Jesus is through his word, the word of God. And, and I, I just want to, I want you to ask yourself that. Man, am I hearing from Jesus um, by daily spending time in his word? So that is the first question. Second question I want you to ask yourself. Here we go. Are you talking to Jesus daily by spending time with him in prayer? Are you talking to Jesus daily by spending time with him in prayer? Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says that we're not supposed to worry about anything, but that we're supposed to pray about everything. First Thessalonians uh, actually tells us to, to pray without, without ceasing, right? Jesus in, in John chapter 15 says, man, if we'll abide in him, that he's gonna give us everything that we ask for in prayer, everything that we need. And, and, and listen, what, what are these keys to transformation? I'm telling you, we need change. And we need change that is bigger than us, that's more than we can produce on our own. And, and the only way to, to get that change is to turn to the one that has the power to change. And, and so listen, the, the first question, are, are you hearing uh, daily from Jesus? Uh, but the second question, are you talking and turning to Jesus daily? These things are key for spiritual transformation in our lives. Third question I wanna ask you this morning, ready? Are you worshiping Jesus regularly, both in private and in corporate settings? Are you worshiping Jesus regularly, both in private and in corporate settings? John chapter four, Jesus has a conversation with a woman at the well, and he basically says, hey, listen, um, this is what God wants. My father wants true worshipers who are gonna worship him in spirit and in truth. In, in Ephesians five, um, we learn what, what churches is really all about, and, and church is meant for us to gather and to worship, to sing um, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, right? And, and in Psalm 150, it says that this, this worship thing shouldn't just happen in the sanctuary, but, but we should praise God everywhere, like even outside of the sanctuary, in our daily lives. And, and listen, I just want you to know this is key. That you want to have your life transformed? Here, here's the key, ready? Stop focusing on you and start focusing on him because the more that we look at Jesus, the more that we focus on Jesus, the more that we're changed into his likeness and worship is a huge key to spiritual transformation. So third question, are you worshiping Jesus regularly both in private and in corporate settings? Which leads me to the fourth question, here it is. Are you faithfully fighting sin in your life? Are you faithfully fighting sin in your life. Romans 8, 12, and 13 says that we are to put to death the deeds of the flesh, the sin of the flesh. And the word is actually mortify. It's like premeditated murder, which it, when you kind of think through that, go, wow, this is, this is big. But listen, uh, you know, John Owens once said that you better be killing sin or it'll be killing you. And, and guys, I, I cannot tell you what a big deal this is. We have this tendency to think that we can somehow control sin. You know, I, I've got this, it's just a little, it's, just, it's never just a little. We can't control sin, it always consumes and controls us. And, and maybe you're hearing my words this morning and you're thinking about spiritual change going into the new year and, and then immediately, you're kind of hoping I would avoid this question, but, but it, it's glaring, it's true. You know there are sinful patterns that have worked their way back in your life because you open the door and man, now it's got a grip on you. And what you have to do is you've got to turn to Jesus, you've got to cry, Jesus, save me from this thing, break me free of this, but then you have to repent and you have to turn around, you have to come up with a plan on how to kill that sin in your life. 
Because if not, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill um, that spiritual life that, 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 you, that you long for in your heart. And, and so listen, I, I just want, I want to throw that out there. And, and listen, I, I know it's hard. Right? Uh, maybe you're like me. I, I, I told the staff that, that sometimes it's kind of like a seesaw, I feel like, in my life that, that I, I can be super hard on myself and, and, and uh, almost hyper vigilant, not just about sin, but just, just about other things that I, I kind of come off and I end up missing the heart. And so I'm like, man, I, I, I got I to gotta give myself a little more grace. And then, and then I give myself a little more grace. And then, man, in my flesh, I just take it the other way, right? And, and so it, it is this truth, uh, finding this, this balance. But, but listen, in, in that balance, that spiritual balance of, 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 of you know, Know, hey, what would I do to the letter and, and, and where do I provide grace? Now, listen, I, I'm just telling you, um, grace doesn't involve sin, right? That, that's not, I'm, I'm not giving myself room to sin. It, it, it's okay if you hear these words and you've messed up, you go, man, I, I just feel like such a failure. Listen, you fail, but you're not a failure. Right, you're a child of, of the one true king. Like Jesus knew what he was getting in you and, and so you don't need to walk around with your head down, but you do need to let the guilt that you're feeling, now, now not shame, shame is, is where the devil gets on you and says, man, you're nothing, you can never be nothing, God can't love you, God can't use you, but, but guilt, when we feel bad about what we've done, it's supposed to lead us towards repentance and, and repentance again is, is taking sin seriously, saying, listen, I, I, I'm not gonna be consumed by this anymore, I'm not gonna let this control me, the only thing that will control me is my Savior, Jesus Christ. And so you've got to take it seriously. So question four, are you faithfully fighting sin in your life? Question five, ready? Um, do you regularly think about Christ and meditate on his word? Are you memorizing any scriptures? Let me say that again. Do you regularly think about Christ and meditate on his word? Are you memorizing any scriptures? Philippians 4.8 says that we're supposed to think about um, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is right. We're supposed to think about it, right? Romans 12.2 says that we're actually transformed by the renewing of our minds, which means that our mind, what we think about, is actually key to our spiritual transformation. Can I just ask you a question? What do you think about most of the time, right? Are, are, are you regularly thinking about Jesus? Are you focused on, on that? You focus on something that doesn't matter, something that's going to rust and, and, and destroy, that's going to fade away, as the Bible would say. Listen, we have to replace what we think about regularly. And so maybe that means that I, I listen to a different radio station when I'm in the car. Maybe it means that I, I meditate on Scripture more often, or, or I use the Bible app to, to listen to it when I, when I have an opportunity. Maybe it means I turn the TV off more and open, uh, or TV, turn the TV off more and open my Bible in, in that place, in that space, right? Maybe it means that, that every day, um, when I sit down and I read my Bible, then I, I take one thing out of that reading and, and then I, I write it down on a piece of paper that I keep with me or I put it on my phone, I set a reminder and I, I look at that one thing multiple times throughout the day just to think about what God has said unto me, right? That's what we're talking about and that is a key to our spiritual transformation, thinking about God, right? Um, memorizing his word. Question six. By, by the way, uh, before we, we go too far, I cannot wait to start the new year with you. We've got a, we've got a gift for you. Um, we've got some journals that are coming in and, and we're going to launch a whole new type of discipleship here at First Baptist we've never done before called D groups. And uh, we'll get into all that and what that looks like. But, but part of it is that uh, once we launch it, and, and we're going to talk about it for a month, uh, the month of January, we're going to talk about D groups, this new form of discipleship. And then in February, we're going to launch it together. And these are really small groups of of, of same-sex uh, people, just just uh, two or three guys uh, in a group, make max of four, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be reading scripture daily together. Um, I'm gonna teach you how to to read scripture. Um, we have a little method we're gonna work through, and and then we're gonna have some accountability, and it's gonna be awesome. But one of the things we do in that program, which I love, is that every two weeks we're gonna be working on memorizing the Word of God, which.
which is which is really cool. And and so you can think of you know just take fifty two divide by two, and you think of all the scripture we're going to memorize next year. It is it is awesome. So uh, so here we go. Question six, right? Are you accountable to anyone? Speaking of D groups, are you accountable to anyone? Uh, who are you in community with? Let me say that again. Are you accountable to anyone? Who are you in community with? Uh, John uh, five. Uh, or, or James, I'm sorry, James 5.15 says, confess uh, your sins to one another, right? Galatians 6.2 says that we're to carry one another's burdens. Proverbs 27 says that iron sharpens iron. Uh, in Acts, we get a picture of the New Testament church and, and why they were so vibrant. And, and the key to it, of course, being filled with the Holy Spirit. But, but uh, apart from that is, is that the Bible says they lived in community, that they did life together. And one of the things that is missing the most is, is we have a tendency to sign up for quote-unquote disciples that doesn't involve much of, of that, right? And, and I, I just want to challenge you. I, I, man, the Lord has really challenged me to the core of who I am. Is that really discipleship? Um, like what we do when you show up on Sunday and I teach, I, I know that's a form of discipleship, but ultimately what God wants is something deeper than that. And, and so Jesus, you know, he had 12 disciples, but then he had three guys he really poured his life into. And, and, and man, I just want to challenge you. I think we need that too. We need a smaller group of people that we're accountable to, that we, we, we are, are willing, that we know them well enough, that we can confess our sins to, that we can uh, commit to bearing their burdens with, right? Um, that, that we can iron sharpen iron kind of thing. And, and so I, I just want to challenge you, be thinking about, be praying about who God might be calling you um, to, to do this with if you're not currently doing it with somebody. Question number seven, uh, who is your Paul? Who's your Barnabas? Who is your Paul? Who is your Barnabas? Uh, now, now, listen, what I'm talking about here is specifically who is your spiritual mentor and who are you spiritually mentoring? And, and, and this is huge. Uh, this, is, this is both men and women, right? Ladies and, and Titus, it actually says older women, you're supposed to be mentoring younger women. I, I mean, when we think about this, uh, whether, whether you think about Paul and Barnabas, I, I love, uh, I brought up with, with Franklin and Catherine, uh, Naomi and Ruth, right? Um, is this what we're talking about? We're talking about somebody, again, this, this is a same-sex uh, you know, mentor, uh, guys with guys, girls with girls, uh, that, somebody that's walked in my shoes. Somebody that's been there before, somebody that is going to be there soon, that I'm pouring my life into and I'm allowing someone to pour into me. And these things are crucial when it comes to spiritual transformation and, and seeing genuine change in our life. We need other people that have gone before us and we need other people that, that, that aren't there yet. And, and those have to be people that are in our circle that we're pouring our life into. And so uh, that's question seven. Question eight, uh, is your life currently characterized by the fruit of the Spirit or the work of the flesh? Is your life currently characterized by the fruit of the Spirit or the work of the flesh? Uh, Galatians 5, uh, 19... Um, Galatians 5, 19 through 25, sorry, um, talks all about um, the, the work of the flesh and then the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, like, listen, our job in Jesus is, is to walk in the Spirit. And, and then it, he, Paul lays out for us, here's what all the works of the flesh are. And, and there's a list there. I, I want you to go read it, right? And, and then he, he, he then lays out, but the fruit of the Spirit are, are these things. He says, these things are evident, right? It's evident. And, and guys, when we talk about a spiritual change, when we, when we talk about spiritual transformation, one of the things we have to do is we gotta be real with ourselves. And, and so what I want you to do this week is I want you to actually go and read that passage. And I want you to ask yourself hard questions. Like, like what does my life look like? Is it more of this? 
Or is it more of this? Is it a mix? If it's a mix, then hey, what areas do I need to change, right? Where am I clearly not walking in the Spirit, not following Jesus, not doing what He has called me to do? Uh, so that's question eight. Question nine, uh, how are you using your spiritual gifts to serve the body of Christ? How are you using your spiritual gifts to serve the body of Christ? Now, these questions are starting to get into obedience, right? Am I obeying Christ? So I'm I'm spending time with Christ. I know what he wants. Uh, I'm talking to him uh, about about what I need. And and now these questions about obedience, right? Uh, Am am I using spiritual gifts that he's given me to serve the body? So the Bible clearly tells us in Ephesians 4 that we've all been gifted um, with gifts of the Spirit. And and you guys can go through your Bible and, and, and look up. You can even Google what are the spiritual gifts but we all have been given spiritual gifts but Ephesians 4 tells us why we're given spiritual gifts and, and the Bible is very clear we are given spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ to build up the church right that's why we have spiritual gifts and, and so I, I just want to ask two questions number one do you know what your spiritual gifts are if you don't you need to figure that out so that's number one do you know what your spiritual gifts are number two is are you using those gifts to build up the bride of christ to build up the church because if you're not then then, then, then like what are you doing right what, what are we doing that that's the key so i have to know my gifts but then i have to be using my gifts to build up the church which leads me to our last question this morning and and that question is who are you witnessing to who are you witnessing to? So the work of transformation in our lives happens um, so that we can be an example for others, uh, that, that people can look, hey, we were dead, we were lost, we were far away, we've been raised up, seated with Christ, we've been made co-heirs, we're, we're now children of God. And and so Acts 1-8 is super clear, Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to get power for what? To be witnesses. And, and so question, who are you witnessing to, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission, we're called to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now listen, I I realize that that not everybody is an evangelist, but we all have a story to tell. And my question is, are you intentionally sharing the truth about what God has done for you? Because if you're not, that's a problem. Part of that transformation, we are changed, right? So that we can bring about change in others. We're changed so that we can bring about change in others. Changed people change people. Right. You're going to hear that phrase a lot over the next month. Uh, guys, I love you so much. I'm, I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to challenge you this week. Go through these 10 questions. Spend time before we roll over the calendar and we hit 2021. Spend time thinking about what kind of spiritual changes you need to make in your life in this coming year. Let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for myself. Lord, help us see the areas that we are not um, being the people that you've called us to be. Uh, just just gird us up uh, with, with some love and some grace and, and let us know that you still love us. You knew what you were getting when you died on the cross for us, but, but also speak that, that, that tender but, but somewhat difficult call. Okay, now, I, I love you, I forgive you, but now you come and follow me. Now you come and do what I have made you to do. Uh, Jesus, I, I pray that you do a great work in us and it is in your name that I ask these things. Amen. Amen. And so church, I hope you just take these questions, man, work through them. I believe that if you do, the Lord will bless you for it. God bless.